Welcome to Slide Between the Pages, episode four with Amanda and Beck. Wow. That was like serious. I just never know how I want to say my name. So I feel like every, I don't know. It was. Is that a lot? It was flat. I'm going to say. Was it? It was, yeah. Oh, I didn't mean for it to come flat. <laughs> In my mind, it was like. No, sexy. it was kind of like. Um, it wasn't sexy. You know how Eeyore talks? <laughs> <laughs> now you're saying I'm a donkey. Oh, you know how he talks so sad? It was so sad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, now I wanted to um, talk to you about something before we get into the episode. Mm. So I was reading an article um, about an Olympian and he's a cross-country skier. It's in the 50-kilometre ski race. And at the end of the race, he was in a bit of pain and the reason for that is that his penis had frozen. <laughs> his penis had frozen. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I know this is not. Oh, I shouldn't be laughing. It's not a funny thing. Like for him, I don't think it was funny. They had to thaw it out <laughs> with, with, um, with a heat pack. How did they? Oh, with a heat pack. Yeah, with a heat pack. They had to thaw it out. Um, Could you? Sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> up to someone can you please thaw my dick out? It's frozen. <laughs> Look, I'm sure it was an awkward conversation. And I think it's even more so because this is the second time that it's happened for this guy. Um, and also because they did actually reduce the race from 50 kilometres to 30 kilometres because it was too uh, windy and cold mm. and he tweeted about it and was like oh for god's sakes like if it's okay to race what's the difference between 30 and 50 kilometers because it's the difference in your dick freezing off like legit that's the difference you could have lost your penis um this is a serious thing it's not even funny but also like kind of is look at the end of the day the tweet didn't age well for him did it no, no it, it really <laughs> It really didn't. It, it didn't. really didn't. Um, so anyway, yeah, my our condolences go out to him. To him and his penis. And his penis. So like, his penis is fine well. though, right? Look, it's fine. He said he had some concerns about his reproductive but listen, system. <laughs> listen, if he's going to, like, if it's the second the second time, why didn't he learn from it? Like, learn? Yeah, I, I was thinking that. Like, he Also, is this, I want to know if this is a common thing. Yeah, I wonder if it is. If anybody out there knows if this is a common thing, let us know. We'd love to hear. But also I'm like, this is your job, right? Well, you know, (laughs) it might not be his job. He might not, he might have another job, but this presumably like that's quite a, quite a demanding Mm. sport. Like presumably he's spending a lot of time invested into this, right? Um, like surely yeah. there's like a dick cozy or something that you could get like, like a little beanie yeah like a beanie or like the heat packs <laughs> like a little dick beanie like a dick heat pack <laughs> i don't know a- anybody out there know the dick heat pack. <laughs> <laughs> you know those ones they give you you get like at the supermarket for your gloves yeah you like your, your hands time. yeah at least do i mean they might be too warm though i imagine it's a sensitive area i imagine it would be <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, yes. So. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> moving on this week, 
Yes. We are interviewing E.M. Moore. Yes. On the, well, the first book and the pre, the pre, what do you call it? Prequel. Prequel. I was going to say the prelog. Am I? That's not a word. Um, <laughs> yes. Of the Pretty, Pretty Little, Little Dead, Dead Girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. Hey, like I really enjoyed it. I love, like, I think it because it gave me full, like that movie, The Skulls. Yes. The whole time I was reading it and I loved that movie when I was in school. That's showing how old Yeah, we are. yeah. But I freaking loved it and totally got those vibes. Yep. And I, ugh. Um, if you haven't read it already, like I'm sure you will love it. Hush Hush and Pretty Secrets are the book names. But let's head over and hear what Erin has to say. Today we are joined by E.M. Moore. Welcome, Erin. Hi, thank you. Happy We're to be here. <laughs> We're so excited to chat with you because, honestly, we have some feelings that oh, need, to be, need to be lit up. I have all the feelings. All the feelings. <laughs> oh my gosh, all the feelings. So Erin is a USA Today bestselling author. Um, you write contemporary and paranormal romance, um, drawn more to like the teen college age years where, you know, characters are already having a tough time. You just like to put them through the ring even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, you do like dark, twisty, angsty, raw romance, which is like right up our alley. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, if you're not writing, you can find you dreaming up vacations for your family, watching murder mystery shows, or dancing in your kitchen where you pretend to cook. Oh my god, and <laughs> same, and same, same. <laughs> right? We can relate. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I just pretended to cook right before I got out of this. So. Yeah. Oh, good on you. <laughs> it's it's it is. the worst part of the day, like, honestly, though, when you have to think oh, about is, what's yeah. for dinner and you're like, why? Why every day? Mm. <laughs> why is this a thing that we have to do? <laughs> I'm sick of thinking about it. I know. Mm. I I do love sometimes, well, during lockdown, I just thought I would... um entertain all my family and friends and like do like a pretend cooking show via like snapchat and so I (laughs) would send them things and but they were so random they weren't they were just random things I'd find in the fridge (laughs) they weren't actually it wasn't actually a a meal (laughs) well we had to find some way to entertain ourselves during lockdown yes absolutely So today we are going to talk about the Pretty Little Dead Girl series. So, so far we've got one book and a prequel. So the prequel is Hush Hush, which is Delilah's um, story. And then the first book we jump over to Eden um, in Pretty Secrets. So Mm -hmm. we've got lots of things to say about that. (laughs) But firstly, how did you come up with the idea for this series? Oh, it's kind of funny because my initial thought about the Pretty Little Dead Girls series, it was always going to be just Eden. Um, It was Eden's story to tell, like, in my head. Um, But then I got asked to do, um, you know, a collection of 
stories and an anthology with other authors and I would like really had like no other ideas and I was like it was supposed to be dark it was the one with the Halloween the devil's mm-hmm. night yep yep and it had to be centered around devil's light and I'm like what am I gonna do because I didn't really want to think up a whole another group of characters because um sometimes that's you know that's like a lot <laughs> I bet. so <laughs> So and I was like, well, I could tell Delilah's story, but people are probably going to hate me. <laughs> and I think they kind of do. <laughs> I, I, yeah, look, I don't hate you at all. Like it is brilliant, but you fall so in love with those characters in such a short time. And then they're ripped away. I know that was the, that was the devastating part about that because I actually read Pretty Secrets first. Yeah, same. And then Mm. I went back to read Hush Hush. And so you kind of didn't know much about Keegan. And then going back Mm -hmm. and reading their story, firstly, you, like, absolutely hate him. He is an asshole. Like a complete asshole. Mm. Um, But then by the end, you're kind of, like, rooting for their happily ever after. You already know what's going to happen. But you're like, maybe, maybe. And, um, And then it doesn't, so. Yeah, yeah, but now I'm also I do have a question about it, which we'll get to later. But uh, yeah, I think I hate him again. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I've got that question. Yeah, I know what you're gonna ask. Okay, okay, because we haven't discussed we haven't discussed hush hush at all, Amanda and I, because I hadn't quite finished it. Um, so yes, you'll be getting true reactions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just um why did I start oh secret societies though that's my mm. thing that's how I first came oh, up with god I, love the idea. I was like society. yeah <laughs> I was like wouldn't it be so cool to do a secret society RH um I love the skulls movie mm, yes I think that was the very yeah. first I think that's probably the first movie a lot of people are really brought into that college secret society i i love yeah. that movie <laughs> like joshua jackson yeah. paul walker i mean come on now. yeah i mean it's probably it's probably so old now right i don't know oh. or like young people today know this movie <laughs> yeah know. it's it's at least 25 <laughs> years old i can confirm that it's, i watched it oh in my school <laughs> so old <laughs> oh dear <laughs> i'm gonna look it up because i'm so curious yeah I was you know it's so funny though because when I was reading reading this I totally got skulls vibe and I'm and I'm so glad that you said that because that's exactly what I thought about yeah yeah Uh, so it was came out in 2000 so that's the year I graduated high school so there you go yeah 22 years old there we go yeah um yeah and I look I think it's kind of like a mixture of all of our favorite things. Like I did do a TikTok about it where I was like, look, it's got murder mystery. It's got secret society. It's got reverse harem, like all the things that we love. A bit of some forbidden relationships and unrequited love. I'm like, my God. Yeah, it's got it all. It's got it all. I'm just in love with it. But how many books are going to be in the series? Um, I'm thinking, so aside from the prequel, I'm thinking a trilogy, but I want to let the characters kind of tell me, because I was thinking three with the Heights crew too, and that turned out to be four. So I don't know. <laughs> so at least three. That's okay. 
Yes, awesome. Okay, I feel we should jump into it a bit here. Then we can go I think back we, to- yeah, I think we should start with um, Pretty Secrets, then we go to Hush Hush because that's, okay, how, we, that's how we read it. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm feeling yeah. it. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Um, all right. So pre-secrets we start out, we meet, you know, this high society group basically, but we've got Eden, um, Asta, who um, basically it starts out explaining that her sister has been murdered. Well, that is her perspective, that her sister has been murdered. Um, and she died at a secret society party for the Knights of Arcadia. She was the pledge. She drowned in the river because she couldn't swim. But Eden is, that's why Eden thinks she was murdered because she's like, she knew she couldn't swim. She wouldn't have got in the river. Like she just wouldn't have done that, you know? Um, so she's like, there's no way that she hasn't met foul play. So Eden, who was the black sheep of the family, didn't really conform, didn't really like, you know, doesn't really like the typical high society person. She kind of went off to school to California. She did her own thing. She let Delilah, her sister, take the brunt of all that and, you know, conform to that role, which Delilah seemed to be quite happy to do. Um, And then once this all happened, she decides I'm going to move back I'm going to go to the same college that she did. I'm going to get into the Knights and I'm going to find out what has happened and bring them down. Which, I mean, great plot. (laughs) Love it. Um, (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So we move to um, her kind of move-in day. It's, It's months after the funeral. She's had some time to get herself prepared I guess for this situation and she's moving in and she's being watched by Leo Jarvis at the behest of his grandfather who by the way I hate so much but anyway we'll get into that further he's so disgusting (laughs) um (laughs) and Leo has been tasked to keep an eye out for her on the motion that her grandfather thinks that well it's pretty weird that she's here like she's obviously digging he doesn't tell leo that but he just says you need to keep an eye on it and leo is watching over her as well creepily watching in the shadows while she's (laughs) moving in to the (laughs) to the um to jarvis hall which you know is is named after leo's family so he's like pretty much this is my house that she's moving into so it's cool um and we automatically meet Oliver oh my god I love him so much (laughs) oh my god I just yeah I was excited I was excited about Oliver because also Jarvis Hall is a is a female dormitory and so she's moving into the dormitory but then Oliver shows up who is technically fifth in line to the throne he's a prince but he's also like a black sheep because he's been born in um I guess not favorable circumstances according to his family so he's not really um owned as a part of the um (laughs) of the family so he shows up because he's her best friend and he wants to help her in whatever she wants to do but he's just like look I'm living here you know, I am a prince and I don't care whether this is an all female uh, dormitory. I am a prince. So he gets all of his 
Mini Coopers. I know. I like it. I'm like, how many Mini Coopers are there? <laughs> and all of these, all of these servants are out there, like running in all of this stuff. And he's like, but, my grandmother gave me that. I know he's tea set. He's tea set. I was tea set. And Eden's like, oh my god, only he would be like, you know, talking about the queen gifting him. Tea set. tea set. My grandmother's tea set is in that box. I'm like, what? what? Oh my god, he's just so hilarious. But, but also, I think it would have been far more efficient if he had have had like a moving van rather than yeah. like mini little mini coopers. Like, I know. I know, but that's okay. That's okay. I think you know it was more the theatrics of it. I think I so, would absolutely the same. I would line right. my little Mini Coopers up and be like, I have arrived. These are my people. And I have a bag in each and a tea set. So. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And I, I feel like, like that's so Oliver too. It's so I know. Funny. And yeah. he's so like, he doesn't really like high society either in terms of how they act, but he does like the benefits of it compared to Eden, who doesn't like any of it. So he's yeah, totally happy to take all of this privilege, but also I don't like people who act privileged. Um, so it's a little bit of a contradiction there. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Know, he, he just he wants, wants himself to be privileged. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he walks yeah. into um, Jarvis Hall and, you know, he's given the grand entrance by all the people there who are like, oh, my God, swoon princess here um and Eden's just like Ugh, roll eyes like seriously <laughs> the dude has is, a tea set girls like this is, embarrassing. <laughs> this is embarrassing um and of course creepily she's going to be staying in Delilah's room and the girls were all like oh by the way we cleaned it all out for you which was super weird like who just goes it is weird right yes who does that <laughs> um you know boxed all the stuff up and she just ends up moving into like an empty room with all these boxes in the corner of course oliver is you know up on a higher level um and he's just like watch the minions from up like up high yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i love how he's just like i'm just gonna go into eden's room because the servants will know how i like my room put i know (laughs) they wouldn't dare put it a different way uh never and then he's like yes but i've hired them a house separately and of course eden and i will move there soon um and so i've got it ready (laughs) and i just love how he's just so open about it. He's like yeah i've been stalking her for months like honestly since her sister died i knew she'd need me she didn't tell me that so i just followed her around (laughs) and stalked her until she gave me um you know a hint which was that she was going here so obviously that meant that I should also go here. That was the yeah. That's the <laughs> obvious thing, yeah. Yeah, that's an obvious tell, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who needs to be asked anymore, really? Just do whatever you want. <laughs> I know. She had no idea I had moved back months ago. She still thought I was. <laughs> she still thought I was overseas. I just pretended that we're in a different time zone, but. <laughs> but also as if you wouldn't want Oliver to do that. No, I know. And so I was really getting concerned because in the short period of time that we knew him, like, what is it? Like two chapters. I was like, yeah, he better not be the unrequited love. That's yes. not a part of the harem. And then, like, I cannot have that. I know. And then he got his own chapter early on. So that's why I was like, okay. Oh. And I said this to Amanda, I'm like, good. Thank God. Thank God. 
Gonna... And let's just say what a chapter that was. I mean, what a chapter oh, that was. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because he's so ballsy. You know, he, he seems like he's going to be a little bit like shy, but then he does all these things that just like blow you away. So he's just like, look, I'm going to help a girl out here. She's obviously very stressed. Uh, she's asleep, but I can I recognise that sigh. I recognise oh. the signs. I know her better than she knows herself. She's asleep, but clearly she needs some pressure relieved. I'm just going to jack off next to her. And, and then, he, yeah. you know, makes a mess of the sheets I'm like dude she's gonna know she's gonna know it didn't didn't matter after that anyway like that was fine so I moved past that yeah yeah so he decides he's gonna you know um wake her up by pleasuring her and then she's like let's play the London Bridge game and he's like oh it's a little game that we play with each other I know I'm like what kind of friendship is this I know he's like I just try and spell out London Bridge with my tongue see how many times I can do it before she gets off but you know I know little tricks that get her off quicker than that so (laughs) while I'm down there though I might just insert some of my seed into her when you say it that way that's what he's doing though right no it's much hotter in the book I know I know but that's what he's doing but also he's just like I love that she doesn't know that this is you have to do something with it it was just sitting on the sheets (laughs) he had to clean up somehow I know I know it was much hotter in the book but when you say it (laughs) sounds wrong <laughs> well it sounds wrong from a third party's perspective I mean in the it's different I think yeah and also I was like I completely forgot about the tea set at that point in time like it... oh, that was <laughs> yeah. but he also, did too so... he had no thoughts about the tea set. <clears throat> no <laughs> no in her mind all along that this is just something we do to relieve the pressure because you know we're teenagers and we're just fooling around like we lost our v cards to each other like that made total sense because you know we trusted each other and it was really good probably just because you know i'd never done it before yeah yeah and we're besties um you know and we just we got to relieve the pressure from um, every now and then but it's just a it's just a friend thing like it's nothing mm. else. Mm. Um, she's really fooling herself, like really going out hard at that point to convince mm-hmm. herself that there's just like nothing there. I know. I was like, oh, sweetheart. I, I know. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, you will submit to me. You <laughs> love me. It's clear. It's just, it's only a matter of time before you mm-hmm. realize it. So, mm-hmm. and I like the confidence, to be honest. Like yep. I do. It's good. Um, but yes, so um, going back to Leo. Oh my God. I really feel sorry for Leo. Firstly, he's hot as fuck, obviously. Um, is that secondly, why you feel sorry for him? <laughs> I feel sorry for him because his family is so messed up. Like his grandfather is so twisted. And so he, like, you know, it's gone and hooked up with this chick, and then he gets summoned by his grandfather. And then this chick walks in, starts like going down on his grandfather. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, I'm not. He's like, ew. Oh, am I allowed to swear? He's like, yes. ew, old cock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know. And they're just thinking like, in my head, if I was Leo, I'd be like, 
have I kissed this chick before? And has she done this before? Ew. Ew. Total ick factor. Definitely. Can't can't even. Yeah, it's Um, it's a new level of sharing really, isn't it? it, Oh, anyway. (laughs) Keeping it in the family. (laughs) (laughs) So Leo's like, he's the black sheep of his family as well. Basically, he hasn't conformed. He's covered in tattoos um, and he there's an issue with his dad um you know we don't find out more about that until later on but his grandfather's like look you essentially like I own you you know without me you're not going to get your inheritance you need to do what I say so he had previously been a part of the Knights of Arcadia not fully a full knight but he got kicked out before he got to that point So his grandfather says, well, you're going to basically go back in um, and you to keep an eye on her because essentially Eden's father, who is um, an elder, he ends up getting her, well, persuading them to take on a girl because they don't take on girls. So Lila was the first girl and obviously she died. So that was a pretty black mark on the... um, on the whole intake yeah, process. It didn't, didn't really go well on the diversity front there. <laughs> no. Um, no. So he convinces them to take Eden in and they take a few other females in at the same time, including Anne-Marie, who don't like her. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she goes to the first meeting and mm-hmm. Oliver, obviously, he's all in. He's like, look, I'm going to have to join too. This is the only way. <laughs> like, This honey, is the way. I will be joining. This is the only way. So they go to the first meeting and, of course, the secret society is like, you know, we're going to do the trials, um, but because we are so um, keen to have females as a part of the Knights, we want to ensure their safety. So we're going to um, assign them um, into groups. And so she gets assigned. Pretty convenient grouping and and Alaric. And Alaric, who is her um, professor. professor. Um, and that's fucking hot. But yes. <laughs> so Alaric is a full knight. Leo is a fledgling. And then she needed to get another pledge. So she's a pledge. And Oliver just managed to have the connections to be placed into her group, which was very convenient. Mm, um, very. So, you know, they all get put <laughs> together. And they're basically like, well, your job is to protect her and go through the trials, etc. So um, Leo, who he doesn't really have much regard for females or really anything at all um, at this point because he's just so messed up from everything that's going on with his family. He's like, look, Jarvis Hall is mine. So obviously I'm just going to go kick all the chicks out that live there and we can just live there. Again. Now this scene... Fucking hell. My God. I just can't. Ugh. <laughs> My God, I can't even, like. <laughs> First of all, you expect it from Leo, right? Like, you're like, okay, cool. Because he's given off the whole you will suck my dick vibe the whole up to this point. And then, <laughs> and then Alaric's like, well, whilst we're here, and I'm like, oh, Okay. Okay. Obviously Leo walks in, says, you know, hey, um, you know, pick your best person to blow me. And if you can get me off, 
in five minutes, you, you guys can stay here. And if not, you can't. Um, it's just so cocky as well. Um, and then Alari's like, look, I I'm here. I'm down. I like to test my um, you know, mm. I like to test my resistance from time to time. So I may as well get in on the act. Um, so <laughs> here they are. Leo and Alaric just getting blowjobs in the middle of the living room while everybody watches on <laughs> to see whether who's going to win the challenge. <laughs> and then Oliver, <gasps> Oliver's like, "Yeah, well, I'm going to make you. Yeah, he's he, stopping me. Yeah, he's like, this will, this will force her. This will surely, she will see the light. <laughs> she will see. Eden will see the light and also want to suck me off. But Oliver, come on now, you." It's like this whole book, they just underestimate the women, really, the power of the, that the, the woman has. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, so Eden's like, look, you know what? I'm going to get involved in this. Like, this is I'm odd. just going to randomly walk over, <laughs> grab a hold of Oliver whilst he's getting a blowjob and just like grind up against him. And just yeah. whisper like super dirty things in his yeah. ear. Because she's like, I will give the power back to the women here. Yeah, I'll give it back to them. He is gonna break. Will. He will break. <laughs> they're like, they're like, one minute, hold on, dude. Like, come on. And then Leo just going. looks over, he's like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck. He's got no chance. He <laughs> no chance. Rookie. Rookie. <laughs> so literally he can see he's right at the precipice. He's like, time. And then just runs over and Pushes, pushes the girl, comes everywhere. Oliver's just coming yeah. everywhere. <laughs> again, again, he needs to get that under control. Neil <laughs> oh, had no God. faith in Oliver whatsoever. He was like, no, no he's going to screw it up for us. <laughs> and they and they were right not to. They were right. Yeah, that's true. He would have. <laughs> if, I mean, if Leo didn't push that chick off, her, off him, he was done for. Yep. But also mm-hmm. it's like Aiden recognize why are you jealous why are you getting involved that's why you're getting involved come on now (laughs) and you also secretly liked what was happening in front of you you liked watching it yeah um because ultimately afterwards um you know she was down there and leo like banished her to her room while the boys talked and she decided well you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get myself off very loudly so that they can all hear. And they will hear. I'll they take will the hear me. back. I, I, didn't, I don't need them. No. I don't no. Yep. I'll do it myself. And she, and she <laughs> did. She did. Um, Good so on her course. taking that power back. No, I know. That's right. Power of pleasure. So all the girls got kicked out of the dorm. Poor girls. They had nowhere to go. But also go. convenient, I feel. Like it's convenient for me as yeah. a reader that that happened. Absolutely. Well, they're mm-hmm. all staying together, which is very handy, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And yeah, so they go to, they, they start doing the trials, which are pretty screwed up, to be honest. Like they're not <laughs> like, you know, they're pretty screwed up. Um, and one of the trials, well, not really a trial, more like a test is that um, Eden gets kidnapped Um after she goes to the coffee shop with the group and the creepy guy at the coffee shop, Tim, we, we find out with him, um, who thought she was Delilah because her and Delilah look really similar. And he basically was um, trying to 
warn Eden away, basically saying you shouldn't be here. And then Leo got a bit pissed off about that and he tried to piss on him. (laughs) As we're talking about this, I'm wondering what's wrong with me. (laughs) I know. Whoa, whoa, he's pissing on him. (laughs) I know, I know. And Eden's like, Oh my god, no! I know. I know. She's at this point. She's like, stop taking your dick out. Yeah, why is it just so stop. regular for you to do this? Stop. So she saves Tim, and at that point, she gets led away. Well, she's fighting with Leo. She gets led away by, you know, one of the professors at the school, which they think is totally normal, but obviously it wasn't because that was that was a plan and she got kidnapped. Actually, all the girls got kidnapped. So, and then it was a matter of, well, now you've got to find her, which of course, Leo's fucked up grandfather, you know, put her in Leo's childhood home. In the murder house. In the murder house. Well, yeah, where his dad was, you know, died. And so Leo has like some sort of mental breakdown at that point. And, um, and Eden was pretty freaked out as well. Cause she wasn't really sure what was going on, but they did get her back. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, it was a race. I, they didn't win. I don't think they didn't get all the points there. Um, oh yeah. They didn't win that one. <laughs> no, did they, it was that the one they came fourth in. <laughs> I think they were fourth I think at, at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they get back. Eden has a panic attack and, you know, Alaric just comes on in and hugs her through it, which you were like, oh, Alaric. But he, like, he he lets himself in too. Like, she's like, how did you get in here? And he's like, well, it's clear I have a key. Just move on on from that. Let's not talk about the logistics. And don't worry about it. You're staying in this creepy little castle, but I've... I've got the skull key, the bone key. <laughs> That's what I'm envisioning. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's right. So we get to like the really screwed up trial. And before we get there, though, they're on the bus. And um, look. Again. Blindfolded. Eden and Oliver are blindfolded because they're pledges. Um, oh. And Leo basically he claims he's doing it to distract her because she's been worried um but really you know he just can't keep his hands off her so he's been working her up the whole way there and then she's like really keyed up when they get there and um the guy's like look this is probably we probably just you know relieve this pressure before she goes in as (laughs) good team members so she can focus properly i think so too yeah yeah just (laughs) That's right. So she she's going in there relaxed and she can focus. Yep. Um, so car. she, yeah. exactly. So she remains blindfolded and they basically work her up. Somebody goes down on her. She doesn't know who. Oliver, she's a little bit nervous about Oliver, what he might think. He's like, if my girl's worked up, you need to relieve that I pressure. It sounds like you need to do something about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, you know, they do. And I was like, I mean, oh, Oliver team player I, he's a team good. player absolutely <laughs> liking it yeah um and yeah the the trial is that they have to jump into the river where Eden's sister died um you know that's pretty messed up and then they have to get out and stand on burning hot coals mind you the river is icy so it's not just like 
you know, cold, it's actually freezing. And then they've got to stand on the hot coals continuously. But the worst part is that while they're in the river, a mannequin head with blonde hair comes floating up and it's got the word Delilah on it while they're in there. Like, I don't know how she didn't like have a panic attack in the river. Yeah. That is messed up. Um, Even when, yeah, when you explain it and I was like, straight away, like, oh my God, it's hair, it's hair. It's going to be like, I was thinking, I'm like, please don't be an actual head. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. I know. They. She's horrible. She really is. Um, So they go back to the house after the trial and, um, you know, she's obviously very worked up and they're all like, well, you can't be alone anymore. So obviously that means you have to sleep in someone's room every night, Um, which again, convenient. Obviously. um, (laughs) Yeah. And she chooses to sleep in Leo's room because she's like, look, that he's not going to push me. He's not going to like look further into this. I can basically just silently have my breakdown. Um, and so he is in the room sitting on the chair and she's in the bed and he starts watching porn, what she thinks is porn, but then quickly realizes it's a video of her in the bus while he's getting himself off. (laughs) And he's like, look, um, to be clear, I'm not, I'm not going to have sex with you because it would be a waste of time for me. Like you wouldn't be able to handle it. So yeah. Yeah. And again, all this. Eden's like, mm, I'm going to take the power back here again. Yeah. And, and also we should mention that he is pierced <laughs> too. He is pierced. He is. There's so, a fun know, fact. They have a, a mutual <laughs> masturbation session. Yeah, that was quite hot as well. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So, yeah, that was their moment. Um, See how caring he is, though? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> He's so caring. He really feels for her because she went through the trial. And of course she must have needed him to do that, to take her mind off it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And he is a team player in that regard. He's just like, look, this is my job um, as my team player. So <laughs> they've also decided that they're going to take action against Anne-Marie because you know um of her horrible ways and the best way to do that in this high society is to basically crumble the family because Anne-Marie is at the age where she's about to be auctioned off to I guess the best marriage for high society so they're like well let's just make her not a good choice by outing some family secrets which is that the father her father um sleeps with his secretary so they have this plan they're going to go in her and Oliver are going to go in and pretend they're like you know a couple and go and film the father having this affair except oh my god the grossest scene is Anne-Marie is there she is having sex with Leah's grandfather and her father is watching it's so nasty I can't even and like His cousin is downstairs and Leo's like, look, it's clear what's happening here. (laughs) Anne-Marie is going to be married off to my cousin and my grandfather has to test them all out. That's what he does. And her father was probably making sure that she did a good job for her family. I'm like, ew. (laughs) That makes it even worse. (laughs) It's 
like, what are you doing? You're standing there taking notes? Like, what is, I don't understand. What is the criteria <laughs> here that we have to meet? <laughs> oh my God. It was so gross. And I just like, it, like you, that's when you kind of really get to the depth of um, Leo's depravity because he's just so like, well, that's clearly what's happening. But I, the, I, I think this is where you start also realizing that the they you that this secret society use sex as a tool or as, yeah. um like it's a real like it's basically all that all that they do is just like a sex club <laughs> yeah well because they work hard and they play harder is is their motto um so they see this they're very disturbed they go out to this like you know place where they don't think the knights would ever visit and they kind of let some secrets out so they tell oliver and um eden tell alaric and leo what happened alaric lets a secret out which he he was the one that had gone down on her in the bus and also <laughs> that he just is imagining <laughs> doing things to her in class every day um and then he also lets a secret out to say that he's there for a particular purpose but the knights don't know what it is so when they return home, they get told, right, well, you know, your your prize for getting past that trial is to live out your greatest sexual fantasy and just let us know once you've done that so we can tick the box off. You know what's funny? <laughs> when I was reading this, my husband asked me a question and I was like, not right now. They're about to relive this. They're about to live their most sexual fantasy. And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like... I can't I I can't talk to you right now honestly you important had, you've had all day to talk to me right right now <laughs> no and so the the Alaric and Leo are like well obviously Oliver's involves Eden and he's like yes it does and I, I know I right now I love that Oliver has come to realize hang on a second my tea set's really not getting Eden going that's not gonna get me where I need to be the mini coopers are not where she needs she needs me she needs basically be an asshole and but a caring and loving asshole yeah and mind you sorry we did didn't mention the moment under the stairs where he got her off and he was essentially like by the way um I know you see me as a best friend, but that's not happening. We're going further. Um, so he just really, you know, put that out there and he was like, this is happening. Mm. So that happened. Then he's like, right, this sexual fantasy is happening. Get upstairs now. And she's like, <laughs> this is some kind of a joke. And he's like, no. And then so he goes upstairs, basically like, you know, blows her mind. Um, mm. And he's like, this is happening. Accept it. And I was like, that's the longest sex scene I've ever written, by the way. <laughs> it was amazing. It was <laughs> okay. well. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for that. Yeah. And also, like, I love how he was just like, like, he came to play. He was there. He was in the game at that point. I'm like, mm. oh, my God. And then obviously she didn't really know how to react after that because she was like, okay, I felt things that I shouldn't have felt because he's my best friend. How do I deal with this? I'm not sure how to reconcile that in my mind. Mm, I'm just going to shut down for a little while. Uh, <clears throat> and Oliver leaves at this point. 
he leaves and she thinks it's because he's pissed at her that she has kind of shut him out. But actually, but no, he's got team things to do. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, on actually, the side, Eden and Oliver have got their own little mission. They don't know if they can trust Leo and Alaric with their own little mission on finding out who killed Delilah. Yeah, and so he, in the background, has gone and kidnapped uh, Keegan, Keegan. Delilah's mm. fiance taken him to this house where all of his servants live and just has him tied up in the um in the state room and they go in there and all the servants are just like walking around like, like yeah oh. I know I like I always like they think I'm crazy I'm like probably because you've got a dude tied up in front of your fireplace and then I love like, oh, like when they're questioning him and then Keegan like passes out and he's like hmm, maybe the fireplace was a bit was a bit much. <laughs> yeah, and then he's just like calls the servant. Um, excuse me, can you just return him to his dorm, please? Thank you. And he's like, there's uh, too much light in here for this to be a torture room. Oh yeah. my, oh my <laughs> that was my favorite scene to write. I love that. it. Was hilarious, and she's like, oh my god, start seeing a different side of Oliver. But at she point. was also swooning because at this point she was like, he kidnapped Keegan for me. I know. Oh, my gosh. It's next level love. But this is kind of where you start to see possibly that maybe all is not what it seems with Keegan, that maybe like the fact that because Eden thinks he's an asshole because she doesn't know any different. He treated, his, treated her sister like shit. And you're like, hmm, okay, maybe – He's okay. Maybe he's okay. Yes, because he does say, look, I actually loved her. I loved her. Yeah. I realized the error of my ways, but we only got one week. So he was quite distraught. And he kept, he's this whole time, he's been trying to tell Eden to leave. He's like, you need to go. You can't be here. Yeah. Like, why can't she be here? Why, Keegan? But no one will say why. Why, Keegan? The coffee dude doesn't say why. The girl at the dress shop doesn't say why. Keegan doesn't say why. Someone tell her why she can't be. Tell her. My God. I don't even know. But also don't. No. <laughs> we want this to play out. No. So um, the next trial has them having to do a favour for one of the um, knights, which is Vincent, so Leo's cousin. And um, Oliver and Eden have to go and find information about the paternity of a baby that was born three months ago. So they go and get that information. They give it to Vincent. We don't know why he needs it, who the person is, Mm. who the baby is, anything like that. We don't find anything about that. But they do pass that test. And we get towards the end of the book and... Leo's getting pretty pissed by this stage because she's getting it on with Oliver. He kind of just, I guess, thought she would fall at his feet at some point. Like he jacked off onto her chest. Like, isn't that a, you know, surely she's going (laughs) to fall at my feet. He also gets pissed because he walks in on her just as she finishes giving Alaric a blowjob in the classroom. So that scene was amazing. I love. Yeah. So she got a little bit um, jealous because another girl in the class was, um, you know, trying to crack onto Alaric. She's like, look, 
the most obvious way to play this out is to climb under his desk while the whole class is there. Um, nobody knows I'm under here, but I will, you know, give him a low job. Um, and he's like, oh, damn, um, I'm going to have to let this play out because, I mean, this is my fantasy. So, uh, yeah, so he's struggling to teach a class at the same time. <laughs> and he decides to call up a student and get them to teach. And then he can't help himself in the moment of passion from screaming out, fuck. So then he has to be like covered up. So he's like, this is you, terrible. Everyone get out of my classroom now. I can't even believe this ridiculous work you're doing. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just like so pent up. And then he's like, yes, finally. So then he just lays her out on the desk. Who knows who actually saw though, because the door was open. Anybody could have come in at any time and, you know, they, they get it on. So then Leo walks in at the end and he's like, seriously, am I the only one that's not getting laid in this, in this quadruple? Like, honestly, (laughs) I am being left out and clearly I'm the best one. Mm -hmm. Look at me. I Look have at a, all of this. I have a pier stick. Like I, have a I, stick. I, I'm I clearly am bringing more to the table here. I know. <laughs> um, Far out. So Poor she Leo. ends up having a fight with Leo because, you know, and she says some pretty nasty stuff, which she doesn't realize at the time that he has lost his father and he was the one that found his father's body or anything like that. Um, she just is basically like, you don't understand. You don't know what I'm going through, all this type of stuff. So he like leaves. And she decides that she needs to go see her father because they found some information out from Keegan, which was that they thought Delilah might've had a stalker and her father knew about it. So she goes to see her father and she thinks she's being followed by another car and she walks in to see the dad. And I mean, they all have really messed up relationships with their parents. Um, And at the time the knights show up and take her and the dad's like please be careful with her i'm like oh my god what is (laughs) happening here one of your kids is already dead um like a little bit more reaction might be warranted at this point Mm -hmm. yeah um fight for her (laughs) yeah and so she wakes up she's strung up upside down she realizes she's hanging over the river again with the river and Leo is there. His grandfather is there. She can't see Alaric. She ends up hearing Oliver, but she can't see him. And they're just going through, they're telling her it's a test, but at the same time, they're like graphically explaining how she's going to die because she'll have no movement of her arms because she's been hanging upside down for so long and that they're basically going to put her in the river and she'll just drown as well. Um, so obviously it's her worst fear. She knew they were going to try and play on that, but I mean... Feel like they played on it pretty hard <laughs> like because they just you know hung her upside down and dropped her in the river and leo obviously did nothing oliver was trying to get them to stop but you know we end on her seemingly floating off into oblivion what, what mm. does, does oliver dive in and save her i don't know does he <laughs> we, yeah we don't know <laughs> we don't know <laughs> We don't I know. know. You guys don't know. Oh, <laughs> me. I'm like, what happens? Leo better step up to the plate here. He cannot just let this happen. <sighs> yeah. yeah, and then she doesn't know if Alaric is actually there or if yeah. he's not there. 
Because they're all wearing those robes and stuff. I know. The <laughs> robes, they're so pesky. It's like, oh, God. Now, just to just a couple of questions we got on Facebook from the end of that book before we go back and talk about Hush Hush. Um, Caitlin says, are you trying to give me a heart attack? <laughs> That's it. That was that was the whole question. Yeah. So were you or <laughs> Um, no, not really. (laughs) I was trying to end it, you know, on a really, on a good cliffhanger though. So I guess that was a byproduct. (laughs) It it was, it was definitely a good cliffhanger. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well on that cliffhanger, Titley says, what medication would you suggest for people that have developed a heart condition after reading that cliffy? Uh, all joking aside, is Keegan aware of who or how Delilah was killed? So there's two parts to this question. And two, why would Aster Senior willingly send or at all send his only surviving heir to Carnegie knowing well enough that the knights are behind her death? It can't be that he has no idea about it. Sorry, Pat. There was a lot of exclamation marks, so I wanted to add that. Yes, that was good. Um, oh, so does Keegan know? Um, I'm just gonna say like I I'll say all these and like and I think and I'm not trying to be vague, but it's just that I have set things up in the story and I don't really know how it's gonna play out, so I'm not trying to be like elusive. <laughs> there are certain things I know and certain things I don't. I think at that point in time, I don't think Keegan knew, but I think he might know now. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Well, I've got a question to ask you about Keegan myself, but we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah. Also, the medication that she suggested would help her with her heart condition was an early release. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And I do think I'll release early. I think it says June 1st. I think I'm going to do it earlier than that. So I don't know how much earlier. Because Tracy did say, is there any possibility that you would bring book two out sooner? Please, I will pay you until I'm broke. (laughs) They're getting desperate now. (laughs) That's what happens when you write cliffhangers. (laughs) But going back to Titley's question, yes, I want to know too, why why he her father would send her there knowing what had happened with Delilah you you do in hush hush get a bit more into it it's like well (laughs) Delilah your dad is a part of a has been a part of some of these fucked up things so you do get a little bit of insight He's he's not as clean as he wants but at the same time like to them heirs are pretty huge and she's his only surviving heir so you would think that he wouldn't want to mess that up I don't know yeah yeah but then I kind of got the impression when they come for her in the office because he tells her that she needs to like be careful but I feel like he I don't know there might be a turning point for him because I feel like I don't know I, I think he's kind of on the fence that's my feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, yes. Um, <laughs> I think he's not like a good guy. And I think that the sisters kind of thought that too, in a way. Um, yeah. But 
as far as why he was sending Eden, I when Delilah, you know, and I mentioned the beginning of the book of how messed up he was. And I think Eden basically asked him at the right time and says, hey, I need to get into the night. And he's like, totally, because Delilah was like his favorite, like the one he thought was going to take over everything and pass on the Aster name. So he was like, sure, fine. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he just yeah. didn't have the mind to you think do about you. it. You, you do you, Dom. Yeah. You do you. <laughs> Good luck on that mission. Yep. You're only my second child. Like, whatever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So I think we should jump into Hush Hush now, which is basically Delilah and Keegan's story and um, also shows a little bit more in depth how messed up like the high society is and like you know Keegan's dad is like lusting after Delilah and you know Keegan is like keeps like he was really horrible to her like really horrible like yeah yeah and and in 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 this one you it's like the power like I said before like the power they use with sex and that it's a tool is very evident in this book and they're all aware of it. Like I feel like, I feel like Eden qu- still hasn't quite realized that yet. No, there's a point that she realizes it in the book. So she's a virgin. She loves Keegan, and she's like, "Look, I would happily be with him, but not until he stops acting so horrendous towards me. Hmm. He's just sleeping with everybody. You know, he's just being really crude toward her and." just basically being like why won't you give it up you're my you're my fiance like I could take it whenever I wanted blah 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 and then um he thinks he's making some headway with her when they have um lunch on the boat on the yacht and um you know they get a little bit handsy and have a bit of fun but then she stops it before it goes as far as sex and so he gets really like annoyed at that point because he's like ultimately he's been brought up in this world where men can do whatever they want and women should do what they say um so he's like how dare she tell me no so he goes home and tells his mother that he thinks she must be a lesbian because it's the only explanation as to why (laughs) she wouldn't give it up to him and this is this is the part where I think Delilah starts to realize like just how twisted the world is because her mother is like, look, your father has told me to speak to you about this because, you know, we're both women. But ultimately, um, you know, Keegan and his mother think you might be a lesbian and they're very concerned about that. And uh also if you are that's fine but we'll just have to try and make some sort of arrangement to make sure Keegan is pleasured and satisfied that's where she realizes how messed up it is because her mom is like look why are you holding out so yeah after that scene I think that's where Delilah works out just how messed up their world is because Keegan goes home he tells his mom that Delilah is obviously a lesbian because that's the only reason why she wouldn't have slept with him I think, and he knows that she's not, he's literally just doing it to cause shit for her. And she realizes like her mom sits her down to have a conversation. Like they're quite concerned. Like, why wouldn't you be having sex with him? I don't understand. Like her mom and her dad are like, we think you should be having sex with him. 
and you know are you a lesbian because we'll have to (laughs) no mom i am a virgin yeah (laughs) (laughs) so she goes to the coffee shop to have coffee with keegan keegan's cousins there and also Anne marie she's there like a dirty smell and um (laughs) and he is intent to kind of put her in her place and so he knew having Anne marie there would spread the rumor so he basically referred like says that she's a lesbian and ends up blurting out that she's also a virgin which everyone thinks wasn't his goal but that he just ended up letting it slip and things just go downhill from there and I do feel sorry for Keegan at this point because he ends up turning the corner and realizing like he's taken it a step too far and realizing that he doesn't want to be that person and admitting his feelings and all of that to her but unfortunately it's set like um a chain in motion basically that all the high society because they're just so rich they've got nothing like they need to find their own way of getting excitement so they're like well let's place a bet on who can take her virginity basically they're just constantly hounding her keegan is like so you know worked up about what has actually transpired but eventually they're planning this devil's night party they go to the castle and they end up um, sleeping together and they have this really lovely moment um but unfortunately it's too late because also the elders have gotten news of this virgin status and they take her down to this basement and they're essentially like if you want to be a knight you're going to let one of us take your virginity they don't realize that she's already lost it at this point and they all start betting like with their yachts and their houses and their wives and essentially like I don't care if I take her virginity. I just want to watch all this kind of horrible stuff. And she's calling out for her dad. They're like, please, you think he doesn't know about this? Like he's done this as well. Like that's when you realize how depraved he is. Mm. Um, And she's like, look, I don't think I can actually make any positive change by being here. Like they're so far gone. Like I can't help. Now, Tim was at at the party as well. And he was trying to warn her away. He was on the boat. Um, But anyway, she manages to get away. She runs down the dock and she ends up getting pushed in the water and held under the water. Now, is this the part you wanted to ask about, Beck? Yeah. So, okay. So I start off thinking, all right, Keegan's okay. And then I get into this and I'm like, Tegan is a dick. And then I get to the part where Keegan is nice, Keegan. And you're like, oh, Actually, okay, he has some redeeming qualities. I can see that. But when she's in that water, she has like, is it a vision of Keegan on the dock? Or Or is he actually there? Or is he actually there? Because I'm now like, fuck Keegan again, (laughs) if he's actually there. (laughs) It's a vision of Keegan that she sees. Yeah, because I was going to be so gutted. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think that. And I'm like, no, at the end, he really, at the end, he really does realize he's loved her kind of this plan. He's just like a giant asshole or whatever. So, yeah, he definitely was not there on the dot. <laughs> now I love him again. And now I'm even more heartbroken. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, 
Yeah, and then when he when they when you guys see him in pretty secrets and he's all broken up about yeah. about Delilah and like her or you know Eden and Oliver kind of have this conversation where they're like, well, but is he just acting or does he really care? You know? Yeah. 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 Oh, so I'm actually glad that I did read because I will normally if I know there's a, a prequel, I'll normally read the prequel then go into the book, but. I'm glad I read it the other way because I feel like it 100% plays with your emotions a thousand times more. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And adds more to that mysterious side of the nights as well. Yes. And Chrissy wants to know whether Delilah is alive and just waiting for the time to take down the nights. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping that'd be like, like such a <laughs> I, I would love that to play out honestly that would be amazing because you know Keegan would be yeah. able to have his love back so anyway but also <laughs> not <laughs> you're so messed up <laughs> I am I am 100% <laughs> And the last Facebook question we have is Erin, and she wants to know if Alaric is working to take down the Knights after Delilah's death. Ooh. I mean, that'd be a pretty pretty big spoiler too, wouldn't it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should answer that one either. <laughs> Leave the suspense alive. For sure. I do love when people ask those questions. It's like, no, it's, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that close to the chest. <laughs> oh goodness. So I think that you know that's what we're left with after those two. And oh my gosh. They're fabulous. I can't recommend these enough. Like it literally ticks all of our boxes. So yes. Oh, yeah. thank you. I'm glad you guys answered that because I was gonna ask which you would you have rather read the prequel first? And then yeah, no, I secrets. liked the way we read it because yeah. actually it made um, like Pretty Secrets a lot more mysterious as well because you mm-hmm. weren't actually sure what had happened to Delilah and you didn't know about Keegan or anything like that. So you were like the whole time, oh, is he dodgy? Isn't he dodgy? And then yeah. go back and yeah. read the story. So it was quite interesting. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So. Let's jump into some questions from us. Okay. Do you have any writing rituals? Oh, that's a good one. Um, geez. You know, I do these, I don't know if I think it's a ritual, but I do sprints. So like for 20 minutes, all I do is I do nothing else but write. And then try to see how many words I can write. I like having a challenge for myself. So I'll try to beat like <laughs> what I did. <laughs> and then I listen to um, instrumental music. Right now, I think it's like, st- it's like popular songs, but just instrumental music. Because if I have songs with words, like lyrics, I will sit there and sing to the song. And uh, so like, <laughs> yeah, I have to, but I like to have a little bit of noise, but not, you know. <laughs> Just nothing with words. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you have a favorite snack or drink? 
when you write? Oh, you know, I used to uh, eat Skittles religiously when I wrote books. Yes. <laughs> That's like so one good. of my favorite, but yeah, they are so good. But I try, I try not to anymore because, you know, during lockdown, I may have gained some weight. <laughs> I mean, I think oh, right. we all did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's cut that out. <laughs> I love Skittles, but I find like I just like they're just so Moorish, and then I end up getting like the sorest jaw. She was like, <laughs> "Yes, yes, <laughs> <It does. laughs> yeah. Okay, if you were a chair, what type of chair would you be, and what celebrity would you want to sit in you? I would love to be one of those like Victorian type chairs, like with a high back or like a throne. Yeah, Maybe, or like a one throne. That, um, yes. Oliver's family sits. Yes. Yes. We haven't had a throne before. Oh, I love that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be that. And then um, Jensen Ackles can sit on me anytime he wants. Oh my <laughs> God, that's the next number one. He has been my whole past for like 20 years. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. I love him. <laughs> oh, so much. Oh my goodness. Yes. He's, he is definitely number one on my chair too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. She's been obsessed with oh, him for yeah. a long time. Abs- like it's an <laughs> obsession. Like I just freaking love him. Like Dean Winchester. Oh God. Stop. Yep. He's oh, serious. Oh. I think he's just the most handsome man every time I see him I'm like how could he be that good looking like what the hell I know like <laughs> he's just so pre- and he a- has aged so well he has aged well yeah I um I went to his um bar when I was in Texas you know he owns like that brewery it's legit and then I was like I dragged my husband there I'm like, we're going, we're going, we're going to find this place. And he's like, where? It's literally in the middle of nowhere. There is no civilization. There's just this brewery in the middle of a field. And anyway, he wasn't there, but. <laughs> oh, bummer. I know. I'm like, and I, we hung around. I'm like, we have to stay. He might come past. And Chris is like. <laughs> like, it's closed. Please leave. <laughs> he's not coming. <laughs> he might he might turn up and then Chris is like what are you gonna do when he turns up I'm like I don't know you You freak out you probably pass out I know he's like are you gonna go say hello I'm like absolutely not god no just want to see him yeah I might walk past and accidentally touch him just to say oh my god I touched his shoelace or something but yeah that's my well, I will stop with you every time. Uh, <laughs> what is your most used emoji? Oh, probably the last <laughs> the one with the tears. Yeah, that's yeah, probably yes. it. Yes, I do love that one. <sighs> I don't want to ask. Okay. I'm pretty basic like that. <laughs> all right this is a tough one fuck marry kill leo oliver alaric oh my gosh no she's evil okay (laughs) i know 
All right. Well, I think I could totally marry Oliver because oh, I have yes. a thing for princes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'd yeah, uh, fuck Leo and kill Alaric right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> they might change. I see this. I see where this is going. Okay. <laughs> you guys gotta answer that now oh okay 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 um we never get we never get asked it back <laughs> it's fun when we, it's fun when we ask it. okay i think i would marry oh i don't know i'm going to say i would fuck leo because it's i haven't been there yet so i need to know what that's about same that oh. I would say. I'm gonna have to kill Oliver only because of the tea set and marry Alaric. I know, I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know the tea set got you. <laughs> that's literally the disclaimer. I don't want to do it to any of them, but okay, that's why that's it. So I uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna marry Oliver, you- but I'm killing Alaric, but he's not actually dead, like he's just like we pretended to kill him he's just really he's (laughs) being like on life support or something like he's we want to like we essentially want to strengthen our team so he's our hidden weapon we've pretended that he's died but he's not dead yeah yeah 100 (laughs) percent. what is something not many people know about you oh wow oh i got one (laughs) I am like a blue belt in in uh, Jun Fan Jeet Kune Do, which is Bruce Lee's martial art. Oh, oh cool! You're like a you're so, like a secret weapon. Yeah. Oh, so that. all that stuff I wrote in the Heights crew, I can actually do. Not really, but kind of. I in my head, I can. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> What is your most useless talent? Oh, I probably have a lot of those. Uh, hmm. Useless talent. That's a good one. <laughs> um, probably just my kitchen dancing. <laughs> I could never like go on a stage show for it or anything. <laughs> Um, and lastly does pineapple belong on a pizza Mm. you know i've actually never had pineapple on a pizza so i wouldn't even know oh my god i don't know what do you guys think have you had yes 100 like literally it's like it's (laughs) it's we it's called hawaiian because apparently that's what hawaiian do they have pineapple on pizzas but we just i think that's an aussie everywhere we just do that Our yeah like that's probably one of the most popular pizzas here is hawaiian which is ham cheese really? and pineapple yeah yeah that's it yeah. see i bet you it would be good because i've you know when they make like the ham and they put pineapple on it like a big ham my mom yeah. does yeah. i mean i don't know where but <laughs> so you just so, yeah i bet it would taste hmm. yeah well i feel you should I'll try, have to try it, it. it yes i definitely yeah i'll report it. back Thank you. Great. Great. It. We would love to know. <laughs> and then you can, yeah, give Maybe us your continue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for the awesome 
books to read because they're amazing um and we can't wait to read book two when it comes out and if anybody is listening that hasn't read them yet we highly recommend that you go and do so thank you guys (laughs) thank you oh my god love talking to her she was hilarious yes it was (laughs) I am. I'm just loving the fact that she loves Jensen Ackles. I know. As soon as she said it, I was like, "Oh, here we go." You don't even hear that very often. What do you mean, "here we go"? He is like, oh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's time for some holiday. Holiday. Okay, so firstly... Who are we hollering out this week? We are going to holler out to our girl, Samantha. Oh, Samantha reads your words. Yes. So if you head over to follow her, she's got an amazing account. She's also half of um, Overbooked Author Services and the Smuthood. The Smuthood, yes. So, yeah, head on over. She's awesome. Um, And... Some Bookstagram accounts. Yes, and the other one we're going to shout out this week is Veronica, and her account is V Greedy Thirst for Forbidden. Mm-hmm. So you can head over and follow her. Okay, are we ready for some what the actual smart? Yes, please. Okay, so um, this is one I came across in my uh, Reddit spiral, and I thought it quite fitting because. Anyway, all right, we'll just get into it. We'll just get into it, okay? You ready? Okay, yeah. Okay, my wife got upset when I said the idea of her having sex with another guy made me uncomfortable while we talked about threesomes or swinging. Let me say up front that my wife and I are not having any serious conversations about having sex with other couples or having threesomes. The conversation was purely hypothetical. Besides the fact it's hypothetical, we don't really have a social circle that includes anyone who might do this with. If it ever happened, it's much more likely it would be spontaneous with someone we don't know well. All right, now let's just stop here for a second. I feel like if you're, this kind of sounds like it's a serious conversation. I really don't think it's hypothetical. No, I think if you're actually talking about it and you're you're already writing a list of the people that you know in your life (laughs) yeah like it seems to be a little Um, bit more serious than just a hypothetical like hey yeah so my wife and i have been together for about five years during that time we have talked on several occasions about the idea of having a threesome with another woman (laughs) in these conversations she has always expressed how she gets turned on by the idea of doing things with another woman and she thinks the idea of seeing me fuck another woman is sexy again the fact that you've talked about it on several occasions quite detailed yeah and you know you've gone to in a bit more depth here your wife's gone into a bit more depth here again i don't really think it's hypothetically yeah she has fooled around with women a couple of times in the past before we met and kind of wants to do it again she does not consider herself bi she just thinks the idea of it is sexy and arousing which 100 percent, there is something you know yeah absolutely sexy about for some reason she brought up the idea of us swapping with another couple <laughs> after thinking about this i told her i was not comfortable with the idea of seeing her fuck another guy 
She kind of got upset and thought it was strange that I wouldn't have a problem with doing it with another woman, but would have a problem with her being with another guy. My response was that the idea of a threesome where we were both enjoying another woman is different than the idea of us both pairing up with another person. I can see why she is somewhat upset, but I'm also a little confused. I was being honest about something that wasn't even likely to happen. It's also important to add that this hasn't been an ongoing issue. It was just something that came up in the moment. Now, no, <laughs> it's, dude, it's, it's not. It's way more detailed than just a spur of the moment, you know, off the cuff remark. The, the fact that it's come up on multiple occasions over the past five years of your relationship and you've yeah. gone into the logistics of how things Quite detailed work. logistics. Mm. So there's that. You're, I, I, I mean, it seems pretty clear to me that the that your wife is actually very interested in yes she seems to be quite interested in in going that way and i think he does too as long as it's in the way that he wants see there's two parts mm. to this and one of them is that you know you do have to respect people's boundaries mm -hmm. um and that's his hard limit um and he's not suggesting as well that he's going to go off and have sex with another woman while she watches he wants her to be involved in that yeah. situation so i can understand where he's drawing the distinction I, there i definitely do think there is a difference between swinging and then a threesome though absolutely like it's a clear swap versus um something that you're enjoying together to enjoy yeah. yeah yeah absolutely but i honestly don't think he's actually taking this hypothetical no. scenario very seriously and i think his wife seems to be is quite, quite serious about it yeah uh yeah so i think he's a little bit i don't know it's hard it's hard because i can i can understand where she's coming from because she's like well you're happy like for you to be able to fool around mm. but not for me to fool around like with the opposite sex but not for me to do that mm. only i could only do it with the same sex type thing um yeah so she's kind of seeing there's a bit of disparity there but then at the same time like you know those types of situations can only really work if everybody's fully on board with exactly what they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Because if anybody's going into a situation that they're not comfortable with or they're not comfortable with their partner being in, then that's when it's going to lead to issues like jealousy and resentment and stuff yeah, like that. No, and then it's not going to go well yeah, at all. You both need to be on board. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, the main point here is, dude, your wife wants to your wife wants to get down with someone else either with you or swapping yes so i think it's not a hypothetical situation no, i think it definitely needs to be taken a little bit more seriously and i think he might subconsciously know that because he's putting this question out there like i don't think he would have done that if he thought that it was you know not real yeah and she's not saying that she's not like he doesn't you know get her like please her or arouse her anymore yeah she just wants to add a bit of extra spice to their relationship yeah but <laughs> i think he's just a little bit delusional on how serious his wife actually is yeah i i believe that's that's the case yeah so that's yes. my reddit 
That's the Reddit one for this That's week. My Reddit, one. my Reddit one. Now, listen, for this segment as well, if you want to, you're more than welcome to hit us up in our DMs with your stories. Uh, they don't, we, we will keep them anonymous. Um, but other than that, we are going to put together a form, um, which will be in our link tree, which you can fill in, which will allow you to submit anonymous stories too, and we can read from them as well. Thanks for listening this week. Next week, we are talking to Jessa Wilder and Kate King about the Gentleman Trilogy, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Uh, so I can't wait for that. And otherwise, we'll talk to you next week. Stay smutty. Bye.